Amen. It is good to be here with you, and I do want to get into the Word of the Lord, but let me just make a few comments as we do that. Um, number one, I think that it is a testament to your attendance here today where you place your priority. And I think that it is wonderful. I know even Pastor remarked to me, he said, many people are still on the holiday. But I believe here today, if that's the case, there's no question that 2012, the prospects of having another building are just imperative to this church because there's no telling what God is going to do this year. Hallelujah. I really believe that. I believe that. I believe that we're at a time in the course of the church that it's not just the fact that we want revival. I really don't believe that we've been talking about the potential of the church to have revival. I think we're in a point that the church has to have revival. It's not a want, it's not a potential, it's not a maybe. The world needs revival. It is not just a pie-in-the-sky dream or hope or something that we are going to talk in future terms. But let me tell you something, today is the day. It has to start right now. It has to start today on January the 1st. 2012 I say we set the tone for this year and say God you do anything and you do everything that you want to do in my life and in our corporate body if you believe that I want you to signify that by putting your hands together one more time and saying God have your way have your way have your way come on everybody everybody Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. I realize you're standing, but let me just make some comments again. Um, I won't go into detail, but thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to be here. And it was good to meet Pastor Keller as well. And then good to see some friends that I have known, Brother Nathaniel Steele, and then Brother AJ, who used to beat me up on the basketball court at a couple of conferences. And we, you know, we prayed through since our uh, tournaments. Uh, we prayed through since then, and by the grace of God, we're here today. Amen, 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 amen. Um, but I'm excited about what God's going to do. I really am. I really am. I really am. I want you to know, and, and uh, take your Bible in your hand just so you can get some hope that I'm actually going to start. Um, I, I I went to bed last night. Pastor mentioned it already. After service, I, my wife is from San Jose. And I have to pick her up in Bakersfield halfway. And um, I went to bed last night and uh, went to plug in my iPad. And uh, there was no cord. And so I got really worried because I thought, man, my, some of the, the notes that I need and that I had made were on this. And so I guess it's good news for you that the only charge that I have is the hour that I drove from Redlands to Pasadena. And so we're sitting at about 17% right now. 
But, but I think that's plenty of time. I really do. I really do. But it is so, so, so good to be here. Amen. The gospel according to Mark. Gospel according to Mark. And let's read in chapter 4. I don't want to mess up your New Year and our New Year's today. I really don't. Um, I've already been to Starbucks. And uh, I had my uh, tall. It's January 1st, so it's non-fat. Um, vanilla. I didn't quite take the plunge and go sugar-free yet. Um, and I was walking by a table, and a man saw him there, and he was so concentrating on this pad of paper. And I couldn't help but still a glance at what he was writing. And perhaps like many of you, today or tomorrow, you will sit down, you will begin to do like this man did, and that is to write some New Year's resolutions. But I, got, I was quickened this morning, and again, I don't want to mess it up, and I know this is the newness of a year, and I don't want to take away from that excitement, but let me just tell you something. Um, God is not dealing in man's time frame. Yesterday is just like today in God's time frame. For a day is as a thought, right? It really doesn't matter what today is. In fact, the road to hell is paved with good intentions and Somewhere, some way, tonight, this afternoon, you're going to make commitments. But the reality is that on February 1st, God can do the same thing then that you will allow Him to do today. Time is nothing to God. January 1st, we put it preconceived in our mind. That it is a day of change. But let me tell you something. God can help you and God can change you. It don't matter what the day is. It doesn't matter what the time is. Let me tell you, today, whatever that day is, is the day of salvation. And that time is the acceptable time. I want you to know here today that I don't care what happens in your future. The God that is going to save you and deliver you and touch you today is the same God that is going to carry you over tomorrow. He's the same God that's going to walk by your side in the months and days and weeks and years to come. Let me tell you something. Our expectation should not be dependent upon a time. Our expectation should be dependent upon God. Let me tell you, today you can get whatever you want from God. I know it sounds like preachers speak in rhetoric. Let me tell you something. God can give you whatever you desire, whatever you expect, whatever you believe, God can give it to you today, today, today. Turn to your neighbor and say, today, today. Come on, turn to somebody else and say, today. Hallelujah. 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 Would you just lift your hands? I want to just feel after the Holy Ghost for just one moment. Father, we give you praise and glory and honor. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you and I worship you and I magnify you today, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm expecting you, God, to help folks today. I'm expecting you, God, to do the miraculous today. I'm expecting you, God, to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that we will not have room to receive. I praise you, God. I praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4. And let's begin reading at verse 35. Mark chapter 4. Verse 35, I suspect that you have read this at some point or another. And it says this, And the same day when the even or the evening was come, he, Jesus, saith unto him, his disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he, Jesus, was in the hinder part of the ship. And I want you to notice Mark in this synoptic gospel that appears also in Luke and Matthew, Mark gives us a little shaft of information that that none of these other guys give us. And he says this, he says, Jesus was asleep on a pillow. I guess when I read that, I thought, where did he get the pillow? And they awake him, and they say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? I want you to notice this question because it has troubled me. And I'm going to try to present it to you that you, your faith may be increased this morning. He asked the question after he had performed what we call the miracle. And he asked the question, why is it that you have no faith? He questioned their faith once they had awoken him to do the miracle. It seems to me that the question is a little bit out of order. They feared exceedingly and they said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. Would you just put your Bibles down right now? I want you to begin to lift up your hands to the Lord and just begin to praise him and say, God, let the soil of my soul be right for you today. Let the soil of my soul be right. Hallelujah. Let God let my heart be open. 
Let my heart, let my expectation, let my expectation be upon you. God, let my expectation be upon you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. I I believe that sometimes we come to the house of the Lord and I don't believe that we always leave having received everything that God had for us in those services. Anybody been to service and you felt like you felt God a little bit more one service than you did another? Anybody ever been, ever been to a conference, whether it was holiday youth convention or something, and you felt like you felt God just a little bit more there than you did somewhere else? The question is then, is there is God more God there than He is here right now? The question then becomes then, what changed between how I felt Him so deeply and tangibly and closely and how I feel God right now. The, the only thing that can stop God is not the devil. The devil cannot stop God. There is only one thing that will stop God dead in his tracks. And that's my human spirit. He said, I don't believe that. Well, the Bible says that he went around all of the villages praying for the lame, praying for the sick, praying for the deaf and the dumb and the mute. The Bible says he went to the place where there was little expectation, the place where he was called a prophet without honor, save his own country. And in that day, in that place where there was little expectation and much power. The Bible says that he left that city having done few miracles. His power did not change from city to city. His power does not change preacher to preacher. His power does not change apostolic church to apostolic church. His power does not change conference to local assembly. His power does not change. But if I can release my expectations to say God I know that you are here and I know that you are well able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that which I can even imagine or even think according to the power that is working inside of me I've come to just tell before I preach well let me tell you something we've got to release our expectation today we've got to say God I believe that you can do anything I believe that you can do something greater I believe that your power has not diminished I believe that your power is as strong as it's ever been I believe that your power is as great as it's ever been if you believe that one more time put your hands together and let's clap our hands to the Lord with everything come on with everything with everything Come on, with all your might. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift up your voice with a great shout. Lift up your voice with a great shout. Lift up your voice with a great shout.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're a visitor here to Life Church, let me tell you something. You may have walked out of a party, but you walked into another party. We don't just have church like everybody. We're not just like every other church. We don't have the same God like every other person. We know the man. Christ Jesus in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily in this place there is power great delivering power if you would have known some of us before we walked into this place if you would have seen the, the pit that God dug us up you would understand why we begin to dance and you understand why we begin to lift up our hands let me tell you something I'm not ashamed of not one thing that has gone on in this church service I'm not ashamed and the apostolic church ought not be ashamed about one thing that's gone on in this service the men that have been running the aisles thank God for it because They've walked into a party atmosphere. They've walked into a party atmosphere. An atmosphere where the presence of God is flowing. The Spirit of God is moving. One more time, put your hands together, would you? Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now before you're seated, I'm going to instruct you just to say one thing to your neighbor. And this is what I desire to be the mantra for this particular service. Because God is going to take us over some things this morning. But not only is he going to take us over some things this morning, but I want you to know that the promises of God are yea and amen. And in the middle of June, when you don't feel anything, I want you to remember this simple title. The storm cannot stop me. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, the storm, it cannot stop me. Come on, say it to somebody with conviction. Come on, say it to somebody with conviction. I want you to look them square in the eye. I want you to say it like you really believe it. I want you to say the storm, it cannot stop me. Come on, look, there's somebody else that's got a little fear in their eye right now. I want you to look them square. I want you to find somebody that's got a sour look on their face. I want you to find somebody that's not smiling right now. And I want you to look them in the eye and say, the storm, it does not have the ability to stop me. I don't care what it is. It's not going to stop you. If you hadn't figured it out, I'm going to let you be seated just a moment. If you hadn't figured it out, there's only one way I know how to preach, and that's to rear back and begin to preach. And so I'm challenging you today to get with the man of God this afternoon. I believe that the greatest commodity, I don't think it's really a stretch to say this, but the greatest commodity that we possess as believers is our faith believe the greatest commodity, the most precious, valuable commodity that we have is our faith in God. I, I, I think that it is that 
faith that we must fight for. It is our faith that we must hold fast to. It is the belief that God can do exactly what he said he can do in this book. It is the belief that there is no weapon that is formed against me that is going to prosper. It is the understanding that thank God for the faith that I've had in 2011 and thank God for the past faith but let me remind this church today let me remind every guest and visitor today that faith can only live in the present. You might have had great faith in 1997. Thank God for it. You might have had great faith in 2011. But I have come to rattle your cage this morning to let you know that the greatest thing that you can possess in 2012 is a fresh, renewed faith in God. A faith that says, God, I know that you can make the way a faith that says God I know that you can save my family a faith that says God I know that you can heal my body a faith that says God I know that if I give of myself to you that you will take my little gift you will press it down you will shake it together and you will pour me out a blessing that I cannot receive I come to remind you, you've got to hold fast your faith. You've got to possess your faith. I thank God for the faith of our past. But can I tell you, your faith of your past is not going to help you right now. There are a lot of people that say, look what I did for God yesterday. But can I tell you, it matters what you do for him today. Look at how I praise God yesterday. It matters how you praise God today. It does not matter. Look at how I was involved in the ministry of the church yesterday. It is time to be involved today. It's not enough to focus on yesterday. But can I tell you tonight, this afternoon, that God is trying to once again infuse us with a fresh faith to believe in his miraculous power today. Would you just put your hands together and clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that although the adversary is not our biggest problem, I think the writer Peter, in his first epistle, he begins to remind the church, those Jews that were scattered abroad, he reminds them by saying this, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I think in that moment, I, I, I believe in my mind's eye 
that Peter was transported back to that day where Jesus twirled on him, looked him in the eye, and said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you. He may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee. And he said this, that thy faith fail not. He did not say that your church attendance fell not. He did not say that your praise fell not. He did not say that your tithing fell not. He did not say that your ministry fell not. But he looked him squarely in the eye and said, I've prayed for you that your faith fell not. I submit to you today that he knew that when your faith fails, your praise will fail. When your faith fails, your church attendance will fall. When your, when your, when your worship fails, when your faith fails, your worship will fail. When your, when your faith fails, your tithing will begin to fall. But he said, Peter, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Can I tell every guest, can I tell every visitor, it is time to rise to the occasion and rise to the day and rise in this moment to say, God, renew my faith. God, renew my hope. God, renew my belief that all things are possible. If I were you today, if I was a guest, I thank God for you being here. But can I tell you, the adversary is going to come after you tomorrow. But you've got to look him in the eye and say, nobody, today's going to be different. This time it's going to be different. I know it's happened before in 2010, but today's a new day. God's doing a new work in my life. You need to look at the adversary and say, devil, there's no way you're going to trip me up this time. I'm in here for the long haul. I'm gonna make it this time. There's nothing that's gonna stop me. There's no weapon. There's no obstacle. There's no problem. There's no circumstance. There's no situation that's gonna stop me from receiving everything. Come on, put your hands together right now. Lift your voice. Say, God, increase my faith. God, increase my faith. If you live for God any length of time, it doesn't matter if you're a first-time guest or you're a long-time Christian. If you live for God for any length of time, you will understand that the road is going to be treacherous and arduous. You are going to understand that there are going to be times like David who walking through the valley of Baca will have to dig yourself out a well in the midst of the dark of situations but can I tell somebody here today the race is not given to the swift the race is not given to the to the strong but the race is given to he or she that can endure it 
I've come to tell somebody, I don't care how fast your relationship with God is developing. I just want to know, are you putting one foot in front of the other? You know, Pastor Brown, every time I read that childhood book about the tortoise and the hare, I get to the end of the book, and that dumb tortoise always wins. I put it down. I read it to my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and I said, son, look at what's going to happen. And the hare, he went out quick as could be. But by the time we got to the end of the book, old Mr. Hare had found himself a juniper tree or a sycamore tree or a, or a welling tree and is sleeping underneath the shade tree. He started well, but he ended badly. But the man, the animal that just said, you know what, I might not be quick, might not be strong, but I know that I can just keep on going. I know that I've got the faith that I'm just going to come every service. I'm just going to pray every day. I'm just going to give every time I come to the house of the Lord. I don't care if you're you're Johnny spiritual, but I want to know, can you just every day say, God, I'm going to live for you today. God, I'm going to serve you today. I may not be the best, but Lord, I'm going to make it. I'm going to hold Hold fast my Let me tell you something. You've just got to make up your mind today, visitor. It's not going to be my last service this year. It's that simple. I know you don't think so. Pastor Brown already said it. Living for God is less about how you feel and more about what you know. Living for God and making it is less about how you feel and more about what you know. And when you determine in your mind, when you get your will submitted to his will, when you get your way submitted to his way, it's just an opportunity to take another step. This is why David said, there are some times that I come into the house of the Lord and I don't feel like worshiping the Lord. There are some services that I'm singing songs in the night like, 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 uh, like Paul and Silas. But he said this. He said, there's one thing that I do. I make up in my mind and I take my will. And he said it this way. I will bless the Lord at all times. He said, I don't feel it. I don't want to. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take what I I want to do and I'm going to submit it to what he wants me to do. You say preacher how do you worship every time you come to the house of God? I just make a conscious decision that today God's getting my best. Today God's getting my all. Today God's going to get my dance. Today God's going to get my shout. Today God's going to get my voice. Today God's going to get everything. I'm not even where I want to go, but let me just, I feel just to stop and tell you something. I want to talk to, real quick, just to a believer here. Let me tell you something. 
we can't afford, the church can't afford, and you personally, the salvation of your soul, cannot afford to be detoured in 2012. There's no more time for detours. There's no more time for church hopping. There's no more time for looking at another church. No, no, you're here. And God needs you here. And God's got to work for you here. If you hold fast your faith, God will perform it. But you've got to come to a resolution. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to live for Him. I don't want to mail, but let me just say this. I am amazed at what people will leave God for. I bet Pastor Keller, who's, who's got more wisdom and experience than, than Brother Brown and I put together, he, he probably has seen some, some strange odd ducks walk into church and, and leave God for some strange reasons. I don't know it in my, in my short time living for God. I've seen people, and you've heard it before, they've left God, they left the church just because somebody was sitting in their pew. You think I'm kidding. I know people that have left God because their son or daughter didn't get the position in the church and somebody else's son and daughter did. I've seen people leave church because the pastor didn't go visit them in the hospital when they were sick. And you say, well, that's his responsibility, but they had no idea that he was out of town. How do you expect a man or woman to be in two places at one time? And I have seen people leave God for the strangest of things. I've seen people leave God because the church was too far. I've seen people leave God because they didn't like the, 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 the music or the songs that were being played. I've seen people leave God because they didn't like the guest preacher. I hope I don't cost you anybody. But they, I've seen people leave God for the oddest of reasons. But can I tell you, there is not a situation, there is not an environment, that can cost you your soul. There is not a place, there is not a situation, there is not a ministry, there is not a position that you can walk away from your faith. I want you to turn to the neighbor and say, the storm is not going to stop me. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, the storm is not going to stop me. My God, I wish I had somebody right now that faith is bubbling inside of you. You jump to your feet right now and just tell the devil, devil, the storm is not going to stop me. I wish you'd step to your feet right now and just let hell know. I want you to vocalize it. I want you to say it right now. No, 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 no. Today's a new day. There's a dawning of a new era. There's a change coming in my life. Come on, if you believe it, do it with all your heart. If you believe it, do it with all your mind. If you believe it, do it with all.
Lift up your voice and say, devil, you're not going to stop me. Devil, you're not going to stop me. There's no, there's nothing that's going to stand in my way. I feel a pulse of faith right now that's just right across. I've come to tell somebody in the back, God's got you. He's remembering you. He's remembering the promises. I've come to tell somebody that you're still down on your luck and you're still down on your faith. I've come to tell you God hadn't forgot you. God hadn't forgot you. God's going to do exactly what he promised you he'd do. God bless you. You may be seated. I don't want to take too much time, but I just feel like I need to press just real quick for a second for somebody. Let me tell you, carrying the cross is not for the weak of heart. If you're going to come and be all touchy-feely about your salvation, we're going to do our best to, to love you and hug you and invite you over for fellowship. And man, we're going to do our best to pray with you. If you're in the hospital, we're going to do our best to be there. But can I tell you something? We might mess up, man. But can I tell you something? It's not about the church. It's about God. Don't allow your expectation to be on natural things. Don't allow your expectation to be on what you see. Don't allow your expectation to be on what you feel. But you need to allow your expectation to be one on you know. And I know in whom I trust. And I know that there's going to be some days that I may fall down. And somebody might disappoint me. And somebody might not shake my hand but give me the cross I'll carry it to church the next service give me my cross I'll keep on worshiping when nobody acknowledges me because I've determined in my heart I'm going to bless him at all times just planting this in you because I know the old slewfoot and I know the old human nature because like Pastor Brown I look him in the mirror every day in fact I just tend to look at more of him than he does but, but, but I look at him every day and every day I've got to tell him no Brandon Wilmoth you know what you've got to serve God today Brandon Wilmer, you don't feel like doing what's right, but you got to do what's right today. Let me tell you, some father that's here today, this family that you've been raising, they're depending upon you this year. You can't be at the same spiritual level that you were at last year. There's too many devils coming against your family this year. 
Your kids are being raised in an environment in this world and going to school with too many influences. You can't stay at the same level this year. You can't stay stay at your little 15 minutes of prayer. You're going to have to dig a little bit deeper. You're going to have to do a little bit more this year. It's going to take a little, but let me tell you something. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it if you can just begin to dig down deep. I know I hadn't got to my text, and that hermeneutically is not accurate. I should get right there. Let me tell you something. The parable of the man that built his house on the sand and the man that built his house on the rock. The gospel writer says there was only one difference between the sand and the rock. And it was this little statement. He digged down deep. You know what that meant? He had to go through some things to get down to something that he could anchor. Because if he would have tied off in that sand just a little bit of wind and that house would have collapsed. Just a little bit of problem and that house would not have stood. Just a little bit of financial difficulty and he wouldn't have been in service in the month of June. Just a little, but this time this man that was different from the sand and the rock, he said, no, 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 no. I know it's going to be hard, but give me that shovel. Let me get down deep to where it matters. Let me get down to the bedrock of where this whole thing shakes out. Let me get down to something that I can hold on to. Let me get down to my prayer life. Let me get down to my worship. Let me get down to my faith. And he anchored. And when the storm came, the storm couldn't stop him. Lift up your hands right into this place, would you? Come on, everybody, lift up your hands right now. Guest visitor, lift up your hands right now. Hallelujah. Come on, God's dealing with you today. God's dealing with you today. God's dealing with you today. Right now, he's dealing with you. He's telling you this year is going to cost you a little bit more. This year, you're not just going to be able to kind of just skate. This year, it's going to have to cost you a little bit of work. It's going to cause you to have to wake up a little bit earlier for prayer. It's going to cause you to have to come to church every service. Visitor, guest of ours, I know every church, there are people that they start with good intentions. But let me tell you, this year, this year, you have to do more. You have to purpose in your heart, I'm going to be here on Wednesday. I'm going to be here on next Sunday. Come on, somebody. You don't have to purpose in your heart, I'm going to dig down deep. Hallelujah. I'm just about done. I don't really have time to get in to this whole story. Perhaps I can perhaps I can share it with you in its totality next time. Because I don't want to miss right now the charge of somebody that's being pulled right now to the cross and being pulled a little bit closer to commitment this year and 
being pulled a little bit closer to a stronger faith in God. I just want to say this about this story. Jesus gets into the boat and he looks at them, his disciples, and he says these words. He says, boys, let's pass over to the other side. I read something about these fellas that are photographers that they chase storms. You ever heard about these guys? They get in their vans and with all amount of ignorance they begin to chase the thunder and chase the lightning and chase the rain and hurricane. Boy, that sounds so foolish to me. They do come up with some incredible and capture some incredible pictures. But Jesus, as it were, was chasing a storm that day. Jesus, as it were, was leading his disciples into a place that they thought was going to cost them their life, yea, their faith. But in the midst of it, Jesus was sleeping. I don't have time to just get on to this, but let me just say, this storm was like no other storm. The Bible says that this storm was so great that the water that was on the outside began to fill the inside so that when there's water on the inside, I'm not a nautical expert, but I do know this. When you have more water in your boat than outside of your boat, you're in a world of hurt. And Jesus is in the back, sleeping. Do you get this? Here's the problem with our Western mind. You know what we think of a boat? We begin to think that Jesus was on the carnival cruise line. And he was sleeping his, in his stairs room. And everybody else, no, 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 no. If you'll study it in 19, I believe in... I think it was 84 or 86. They found something in the Sea of Galilee. It's called the Jesus boat, they called it. It wasn't the exact boat, but this is, I want you just to get a picture of this. It's only about 27 to 35 feet long. You got that? From about our good sister, maybe, to about the end of this organ. Here's what I want you to get. This is the way the storm's not going to stop you. The boys had their buckets. The boys had everything that was inside of the boat. 
that they were using to get the water back where it belonged. And in their sight line, 27 feet away, Jesus is asleep. Now, I don't know about you. I have worked a secular job. And I have dug some ditches in my life. I have worked concrete in my life before. I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. And if there's one thing that will get you so mad is to be busting your tailbone and looking over at somebody else who's sleeping. It's like the cow trans crew. That one old boy is on the show on the shovel. He's got his shoulder on the shovel. And you're sitting there, sweat coming down your brow. You're digging that shovel in the dirt, saying, Boy, what are you doing? Or old girl, as you're spreading out the masa for the tamales, she's sitting there in her lazy boy with the kicked it up, saying, Give me the lemonade. I'll just sit here and watch you, baby. You ever been there? Old girl is just relaxing and you've got the vacuum saying, Mama's coming, Mama's coming, Mom. This is exactly what the disciples were going through. They were working because they were trying to deal with the storm the same way that they had dealt with it before. But this storm was not just like any other storm. This storm was sent straight from hell. And it was intended to stop them. Uh Uh-huh. Let me just pose something to you right now. As I'm about to wrap this up and close. Let me pose something to you. I want to pose something to you that Jesus never intended to calm the storm. I know it's going to mess you up right now. You think, oh no, but I thought Jesus walked to the stern of the ship with his long locks flowing in the wind. And he liked Charles Heston said, peace, be still. I thought that was the way. No, 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 no. The disciples did not wake God, Jesus, to get him to calm the, calm the waves. You say, oh, I don't believe that. Then why did they say, what manner of man is this that the, even the wind of the sea obey? They weren't expecting to get what they received. They woke him up for another set of hands. They woke him up because they were tired of him sleeping on the job. They woke him up because they were tired of him being on the lazy boy. They woke him up because they were tired of working their fingers of the bone and seeing him do nothing. Because that's how you and I would react. That's how we do react. When God doesn't do it just like we want it, we start leaving and checking out. And the storm stops us. But here's this. The Bible says that Jesus is asleep. And he's on a pillow. <laughs> when Jesus is going to sleep, he comes prepared. 
And I don't know where he got the, got the, got the pillow, Brother Mondo. I don't know where he got that. Because the Bible says that the Son of Man has no place to keep his head. I don't see anywhere in Scripture where he's walking around with a bamboo stick and a red bandana with his P&J and apple and, and his pillow tied up behind him. Maybe some of you Bible scholars can help me with that. Let me just tell you this. The Bible says, history tells us in that same boat. I just want to help you today. For some of you that God hadn't answered your prayer just like you wanted to. You want him to do it yet. The Bible says, our history tells us the only place that there would have been a pillow on that ship was right where the captain sat. Because in the back of that ship, there was a long piece of wood that came from about right here. And there was a pillow that they would sit upon, that captain. And he would hold that, what they would call a stern. And it was longer than the oars that were on the side, on the left and the right, because it went all the way down and, to the, and, and deeper into the, into the waters, into the sea, so that it would guide that ship. I want you to know God hadn't left you yet. He might not have answered you yet, but he's still as powerful as he's ever been. He's still guiding your life. He's still, he's still the captain of this ship. He still's not going to leave you or forsake you. I know this year you felt like he hadn't done what you prayed for him to do yet. Let me tell you something. You hang on. You just wait and see what he's going to do. You just keep on walking. You just keep on believing. You just keep on hungering. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. There's some, some of you I don't want to lose right now. But it's so pivotal that you pay attention right here. There's a guest and a visitor here. It's pivotal you don't just check out right now. It's pivotal you pay attention. Because your salvation is going to depend upon this right here in 2012. Let me tell you something, Jesus, they awoke him because they were tired of him sleeping and they wanted another set of hands to get them out of their situation. I want you to notice what Jesus did. Jesus got up but I propose to you that the original language tells us more than our King James Version Bible tells us about this story. Because the Bible says, our KJV says, that Jesus walks up. Sister Ruby, he stands up like this. And he says, peace, be still. How many envisioned it like that? You know, he had that long flowing hair and says, peace, be still. That calm, gentle demeanor of someone who's just woken up from a nap. Peace, be still. That nice smile when somebody told you the answer before they went to sleep, but wakes you up anyhow because they're looking for the car keys. Peace. Be still. Bible says that Jesus 
was not only fully God, but he was full of man. When he woke up, I propose to you that he didn't wake up hunky-dory, excited to be alive and help them on that ship. I believe that Jesus woke up just like any normal human being would wake up after being woken up from a nap in the seventh heaven sleeping. I'm going to prove this to you. I believe he woke up mad. And you know who he was mad at? He was mad at two people. The first person he was mad at, he was mad at the devil. You know why? Because this storm was a devilish storm. You say, how do, I, how do you know this, brother? Because the same language that he looks, he says, Siopau Fimo. He tells that, Siopau Fimo. He tells that to the storm, which is the same exorcist language that he used a few chapters earlier to the, to the, to the girl that was infused with demons. He looked at her and said, Siopau Fimo, which in being interpreted is in my vernacular, in BJW version, Devil, shut up. C.O. pal, Fimo. He said, I've come to muzzle your mouth. You know who he was mad at, that devil? He said, you're disrupt- disrupting the faith of my people. And they've got me all, they're all full of fear. Because fear is always a product of the devil. Because perfect love casteth out all. He said, I, I'm tired of you, devil. I'm telling somebody here today. I'm telling a guest or a visitor, you need to stand to your feet today. And by, by lifting up your hands, you need to look at the devil that's been on your, on your back all year long. You just need to look him up at his, at his polite English version as you can. You just need to look at him and say, devil, shut up. You just need to look at him and say, the storm is not going to stop me. Devil, shut up. You meant this for evil, but God is going to turn it around for good. I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost right here. Here's the final question. I'm going to open up these altars to every guest and visitor, every person that is struggling with their faith. And God's going to infuse you with the supernatural touch of his presence. Before you leave this building today, you're going to leave more than with just goosebumps. You're going to leave with the presence of God impregnating your spirit. You're going to be speaking in other tongues that the spirit of God gives you the utterance. The Holy Ghost is going to fall on you. Your faith is going to leap inside of you. And you're going to walk out of here a lot different than how you came in here but here's what I want to help somebody after Jesus calms the sea he turns to his disciples check the question he says why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith?
You see, I already told you, they didn't wake him up out of their faith. They woke him up out of their fear. When they woke Jesus up, they weren't doing it because they expected him to do a miracle. They were doing it because they were looking for someone to help them out of their mess in a natural way. But let me tell you something. You can't get, you can't get spiritual solutions with a natural way. You can't get spiritual God, I've come to tell somebody, you're not going to get off of drugs by your own self-discipline. You're not going to get off of your of your spiritual uh, lackadaisical spirit just because you say, I'm going to determine in my heart. I'm going to will myself to this. No, no, no. You're going to need a, a, a supernatural infusion of God's presence. You're going to need a spiritual solution for your natural problem. You're going to need something greater than you. You're going to need something bigger than you. You're going to need something greater ever had before and he looks at him and he says where is your faith why would he ask this because before they ever got on the boat he gave them a word he had looked at him and he said boys when we get on this boat let us pass over the power of your faith is the ability to trust the word even when the miracle hadn't happened yet What he said was, boys, you don't have faith that my word is going to carry you over. You don't have faith that the promise that I invested in you, that told you, let us go over. You don't believe that my word is forever settled in heaven. You don't believe that my word can war against principalities and powers. You don't believe that my word can lead you can motor you across any storm but if you hang on if you stand on the word if you believe in the word there's no storm there's no problem there's no situation that's gonna stop you the storm that you go through it's not gonna stop you it's not gonna hinder you you've got an anchor you've got a word that's going to carry you through. Lift up your hands, everybody. Come on, lift up your hands right now. I'm going to open up these altars right now for every guest first. Come on, lift up your hands, everybody. We lift up our hands and surrender to God. You're here today and you're a guest and a visitor. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. The reason we lift our hands is we signify, God, I surrender. The reason we close our eyes, you don't have to, but if you, if you need to or would like to, the reason we do this is so that we can focus on God. And that there'll be no distraction by somebody who's on the right or who's on the left. But I'm asking right now, I'm speaking to guests and visitors, second and third time guests that are here today. 
want you to know that this service has your name written all over it. I want you to know that God wants to give you a faith that's going to last a year and beyond. God's going to give you a gift that's going to help you look at the adversary and say, devil, shut up. I'm going to ask right now, if you have a visitor or a friend around you, maybe it's a guest, second, third, fourth, fifth time, and you're a saint of this local assembly, I want you to ask them very kindly, can I take you by the hand and can I lead you up to the front? You say, can I pray right here? Yes. But as a, as a, as a sign of your faith, as your sign of your expectation, I know we don't have much room, but that's why I'm asking every guest and every visitor, I want you to come out of your pew. I know we don't have much room, but I'm asking you to come out, to step out right now, quickly, quickly. I'm asking the church to mobilize and ask somebody right around you, say, would you come up to the front with me? Can I take you by the hand? Can we pray God has something great for you today? Come on, there's a young lady right here. Come, 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 come. There's, there's a, a man and a woman back here I say I want you to come God has got a a, a touch for you today I'm asking you right now to mobilize to come down don't come alone I want a guest or or, or, or every guest to have another another saint of God with them right now but would you come quickly 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 thank you brothers for moving these chairs God's about to do something great right now God's about to do something great anybody believe that right now I know we've been here a few minutes but anybody believe that right now God's about to fill somebody God's about to restore somebody quickly 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 come 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 thank you come on all the way up all the way up here all the way up thank you for coming that's right come on all the way up make plenty of room brother Armando and your, your family I want you to come would you Hallelujah. We're going to pray with you today. Holy Ghost is going to begin to move on them. Come on. See your wife or your girlfriend. Bring her with you. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anybody else here today? I want you to come quickly. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Here's what I want to do. I want every, every, every guest and every visitor, every friend that needs a special touch of the Holy Ghost right here. I want the church to come and find somebody that you can pray with I don't need anybody being spectators today I need you to come come right across right behind them I need you to mobilize I need your help today God wants to do something great in their lives God wants to do something great in their lives today There's there's a new beginning today in their lives hallelujah I need you to come quickly 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 hallelujah 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 Man, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The last row of people that I, I would like to come are there are some saints of God that you're standing on the precipice of losing your faith. You know it's a new year, it's a new day, and it's a new opportunity, but you're right on the precipice of losing your faith. I want you to come and stand right behind. All of these folks, quickly come. If you don't want it, you don't have it. But if you want it, you can get everything you need from God today. Today, quickly. Thank you, sister. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah. Amen.
I want everybody to lift their hands with you right now. If you're here today and this is your first time, you need the Holy Spirit. You need God to begin to fill your life. I want you to lift your hands and begin to ask God to forgive you of all your sins. The same blood that he shed on Calvary. The same blood that Pastor Brown and Sister Brown were singing about and preaching about. It's going to come to you today. That old things are going to be passed away. And behold, all things are going to become new. There's some of you that you don't have the faith to believe that God is for you. You don't really believe that God is with you. But I've come here to tell you that when they begin to sing, there's going to be somebody that's going to lay their hand on your head. When you feel the presence of God, I want you to lift your voice. Lift up your voice with a great shout and begin to worship the Lord with all your heart. In the name of Jesus, go. Go in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Come on, I need all the church. If you don't have a need, if you're sitting in the back, stretch out your hand. God's going to fill folks with the Holy Ghost today. There you go. There you go, God. Come on, there it is. Ask God to forgive you right now. When you ask Him to forgive you, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to worship and praise and magnify the Lord. Come on, today's a new day. Here to declare 
His Lordship. Come on, submit to His Lordship.
going over. There's another side. His word is going to lead us. His word is going to help us. Trust him in the middle of the storm. Trust him when you don't know where the answer is coming from. Let us pass over. Let us pass over. stand would you stand to your feet and everybody would you find somebody to pray with today if you're still here in this building would you stand to your feet we're going to push just a little bit more we're going to just push just a little bit more today come on I believe God's got something more for us today I believe there's another place that we can go I believe there's another break that we can happen Come on, stand to your feet. I want you to find somebody to pray with. I want you to lay your hands upon them. And in the authority of the Holy Ghost, begin to believe that faith is going to come. For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of the Lord. I'm going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. finish what he started he's going 